The Bite Goes On is up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. This week on the podcast, we're talking wine in New Zealand and the dogs you'll meet when you visit a local vineyard. You know, one of my favorite places that I love going to and, and chatting to the owners and the owner's son. And they've got a great dog there called Vinny, the vineyard dog. You always get a really lovely reception there with the owners um, and their nice little dog. So I was all about the dogs here, eh? Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with Sondra Bernstein. We're here on a, uh, it's weird, right? We're on a, we have a gray day today. We've had, um, I think the last two nights that I went to work, or the last three nights, it was uh, 108, 106, and then something like 98. And then today, I have, it's, it's 11.30 a.m., and I have the lights on in my house because the thunder and the lightning, it's completely gray. It just, the skies opened up about 20 minutes ago. It's going towards you, Sandra. So, I know, uh, I'm, I'm getting ready. It's, I think it started with me this morning because I was like, am I going to get hit by lightning today? I was like, do I go <laughs> under a tree? Are my shoes rubber? Um, I was like counting, you know, like when you see the lightning and then you hear the thunder, it's supposed every count's supposed to be a mile or like something. Like a mile or so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then rugby, like, I was like an Alaskan, you know, Malamute. He just pulled me all the way back home. Now, do, do your dogs bark when they, when they hear the thunder? Well, not while we were walking, but I just okay. heard rugby bark for the first time. But anyway, okay. I'm so excited, like on total opposite, like on the beach, like people <laughs> in the ocean. Swimming. Like, so <laughs> jealous. Um, very, very good old friend, not old as an age, but old when we <laughs> met because he's like, he's aging youthfully. Um, <laughs> Bernard. Gilas, Gilas. Yeah, Wait. Chef Bernard. Just Chef Bernard. That's Chef Bernard. Actually, no. I'm sorry. It's Mayor Bernard. <laughs> oh, because Mayor. when I was in San Diego, everywhere we went, people knew you. You were like the most famous person in San Diego. No, no. You know what I like to do? I like to share our passion. I like to share the love. And, and where we live and, and you know, my friends and you are such a, a good friend of mine. I admire your career and everything that you did all throughout is really, really awesome. Listen, this show is about you, not me. We're <laughs> gonna talk about everything you did. I've got your book open and I'm like reading it. And that reminds me what happened to Ron? Ron left you? Yeah, Ron moved down about uh, two years ago, and uh, we see each other for coffee about once a week. Oh, good. You know, uh, he's doing a bunch of stuff on his own, and, um, mm-hmm. and over here at the Marine Room, well, we're closed now, unfortunately, uh, but um, I have a new chef, uh, mm-hmm. Tom Conley, and Tom is doing very, very well. It was very challenging to find uh, someone uh, who could, I would say, walk in the same shoes of Ron, because Ron is just just an amazing human being, and and just just an amazing chef. So, uh, and then you know we uh, it's, it's you know it's funny when you hire a new chef, it's so much like you're going on a date. Yes. So like, <laughs> oh, is it gonna? Work? Because you know yeah. we, we spend time together that right. we spend with our families. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and it's true because like when you're interviewing, you're on your best behavior. Um, you know, the first couple of weeks you're on your best behavior, you know, the bad habits don't quite come out yet. And then, you know, I was going to say something really bad that wasn't going to be good for me to say, but okay, I'll change what I was going to say to like, <laughs> no, no, like no, 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 no. You hear burping and all sorts of noises and whatever. But anyway, you are at La Jolla. Tennis and Beach Club, Beach and Tennis Club, probably. Yeah, Laoya Beach and Tennis Club. So I have Laoya Beach and Tennis Club, who is really um, nestled right on the beach in on Laoya Shores. Then you have the Shores Hotel and Restaurant, who is right by it. And you have the, uh, um, the Marine Room. So the three properties are really on the sand. 
Now, the marine room is very unique because uh, with the marine room, when you have high tide, the wave crashes on the windows and sometimes over the roof line. And it happened when I, when I was in the building and I was like, oh my God, is that a submarine? <laughs> it is such an, an amazing feeling and everybody is having dinner and it's like, it's really, really cool. And then, you know, Beach Club is a private club, La Hoya Beach and Tennis Club. So we focus on tennis, international uh, and national competitions. So Fed Cup was, uh, was up a few years back and many, many other competitions. And then you have the Shores Hotel open to the public. And the Shores is really unique because uh, I have a restaurant there who is really, um, who caters to, to everybody. Families, it is local, it is fun, it is not expensive and really, really nice volume, and it's, it's really gorgeous. Hmm. When, when John and I went down there, um, God, years ago for the uh, San Diego Live or your Food and Wine San Diego Fest, yep. and Bernard put us up, we stayed at the hotel, we had a beautiful meal at the Marine Room, and then we, um, you fed us on the beach, which was amazing, it was so much fun. <laughs> We were spoiled rotten, and we didn't even do that much. We made chickpea fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what's really cool about the beach club is that yes, you can eat on the beach. It's a private beach. You yeah. can eat. We have an IBC like a license who really covers the beach. You can have your wine, your cocktail, and yeah, the awesome. sunset. And this is really a gathering of friends. So mm -hmm. you can do your barbecue. You can you can do anything you want. This mm -hmm. is what really makes it unique. Now, you started, and you've been there since 1974? No. 84. <laughs> I was born in, I was, I was in 74. I'm just kidding. I started 72. 72? No, no, 26 years ago. 26 years ago, whatever that year is. But I was years old. I remember that very, very clearly. I don't know how you keep your enthusiasm. And I mean, like looking at you and hearing you talk about your places, it's like you're, you're still in the honeymoon. It doesn't it, Brian? No, it, it, definitely. I, you know, once you've been at some place like Sondra, you're, you've been open 25 years, but, but you have the same thing when you talk about your restaurant, no. you have the same. Well, pre-COVID maybe. Right, right. Now, now I well. don't know. I'm a miserable bitch right now, so I don't know. <laughs> but you, you are. You're just so always, and I actually, I've never seen you mad. I've never heard you mad. Um, you just are like a bubble of energy. It's amazing. You know, I think that, you know, in our, you know when I was trained uh, as an apprentice, I was very... Um, I was very lucky because I worked with someone, I learned from someone who was my mentor, who was very gentle, who was very, um, um, very attentive to what we needed to learn and how all the techniques were coming and all this. And anyway, he never got mad, mm -hmm. but he was very, very precise and he was very strict. It doesn't mean that you cannot be strict. So it's really, it's, it's, it, as, I, as I grew up, there's one thing that happened to me about, I would say, maybe like about 10 years ago, is I started to really learn about Buddhism. And I, I have really gone into, do a lot of studying and become, I would say, a, um, a very uh, novice Buddhist. But I really love the way that you approach things. I love that you really make sure that there's great energy in your kitchen, a happy kitchen with great energy, will always produce awesome food, always. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's been good. So you, you were saying, oh, you look pretty, pretty good for your age. And what I've done is this. I make sure that I, I have a really good diet. So I'm pescatarian now. I don't eat, I don't eat very oh. much. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is uh, meditation, yoga. And, and make sure that you really spend time for yourself, which is something that I was not doing before. I was always, well, like when I, when I was with you, I, boom, 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 yeah. always go, 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 go. And you, yeah. you, you know, you arrive at one point in your life where you, you look at it and you go, okay, now I am going to be 58. So you look at it and say, no, your body, if you don't take care of your body now, for the rest of your life, it's going to be very, very difficult to, to be happy, 
to be able to create awesome food, to, to, to be looking at the future and, and, uh, and have fun with it. And so this is what I really have changed. You're and so amazing. It's, it's fun to do. Yeah. I mean, truly. I, um, I started thinking, yeah, I need to like have better self-care. And so this week I got, Amazon is a very good friend of mine right now. And I just got this virtual reality headset. Oh. And I am blowing my mind. I mean, I like the first thing I did was this meditation app thing, but it's like everywhere. And it's like, oh my God, it's, it's insane. I, I swear, if you haven't tried virtual reality, now is the time for sure. It was crazy. But I do think it like really calmed me down and it was really restful. Well, you know, these... Uh... I mean, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what happened when we, with COVID is when COVID happened, we shut down the three restaurants mm -hmm. and it was very, very challenging because we pretty much had everybody laid off. So I closed uh, two of the restaurants on my own and it means that everything. So it was me, another person. And then I had another, I had a team who uh, works ground and, and engineering, helping me to move stuff around. But then after that, we did donations to the, to the Red Cross and helping right. people needs as well. But what, what the lesson was is that you have to, to recreate yourself, to reinvent yourself, to completely look, you have to look completely outside the box and say, okay, how are we gonna be able to survive it, mm -hmm. to start new, to start fresh, but most importantly, to start in a way that it's going to be very, very positive. Because mm -hmm. just reopen because of the job is not good enough. You yeah. need to reopen because it's going to be fun to be in the kitchen, it's going to be fun to be serving. And yes, there is a lot of protocols that you have to put in place. You have to keep everybody safe. It is, coronavirus, COVID-19 is not a joke. It no. is very, very, very dangerous. Um, just as a little side note, my sister in France got it. Her husband wow. got it. Got it. Now the other kid who is 19 who lived with them never got anything. But okay. sister, brother-in-law, the other kids, everybody got uh, better in about seven days, except, and it's very true, my, uh, my uh, uh, brother-in-law is a little underline, and guess what? It took him a month to kick it out. So that's why I'm staying home. And but I'm this like is high risk. When we are reopening our restaurants, mm -hmm. when we're opening our establishment, it's very important that everybody knows the rules and everybody uh, uh, still have fun with those new changes. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what needs to happen. And you know, um, it starts with management. It starts with ownership. We are the ones who will be able to create a perfect platform for everybody to grow together and be successful again. Yeah, do you think this was like the appropriate conversation for today for me? <laughs> I've had a tough time with this. It's been really, really hard. It's been hard on me too. It's been hard on everybody. Everybody, but, everybody. But every You're day, right though, you're right. Sandra, every day you look at a sliver of hope, a sliver of that, that really good energy. And you say, you know what? This is fun, this is good. Even it's only one minute, but one minute out of 24 hours, it's really good. It's, it starts there and then it gets better and better and better and better. Mm -hmm. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, and Brian, Brian's work has been changing like constantly. He's at the uh, Fairmont Sonoma Mission Inn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I wish someone would have, like you were saying, I wish we would have had like a big meeting yes. at the beginning where we would have, like I was just motivated by what Chef was saying, like, hey, let's, yeah. let's turn this around, let's turn this into a positive thing. We haven't ha quite had that meeting. We sort of hit the ground running and have, you know, everyday things change. So I, I say to myself every day, I'm a reed in the wind. I'm a reed in the wind. <laughs> I'm going to bend, but I'm not going to break. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they brought back the people that I think could, could handle that sort of environment too. Um, a little bit of controlled chaos and and um, uh, can take a little little bit of more weight on their shoulders. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's been interesting, and and certainly watching um, Gavin's experience, um, your little protege, um, unbelievable. Gavin Kaysen, who and actually I met Bernard and Gavin at the same time. I think it's Sante, maybe. Yeah, that was Sante Magazine. At Sante yeah. Magazine, we were on different panels, and Gavin was like what twenty? I mean, he was young. Yeah, twenty. I mean, yeah, he, he was young, and he's since moved on to uh, near St. Louis or Minneapolis or the Midwest and really did the Bocuse door and all that stuff. And he, like, listening, he, like, opened his heart out to, like, the world about what he's gone through online. Yeah, and that includes closing restaurants. And, uh, I mean, it is, I, I have to tell you, um, in my opinion and with what I've been reading, is that uh, there is a very big chance, it's not a chance, it's a big um, drama that we will lose 30% of the restaurant in the United States, especially the smaller restaurant, if we find a vaccine soon. Yeah. If we have the vaccine, I would say by the, by the beginning of the first quarter of next year, mm -hmm. get all the data by the end of the year, first quarter, we start vaccinating, and, and I think and we, can, we can control this thing. Then I think that, normalcy will come back and then uh, hopefully, you know, restaurants, some of the restaurants will be able to make it, but it is very, very, very difficult. Yeah, very. it's, you know, and I think like the smallest restaurants have the easier time because they have less to manage, but that's not necessarily true. No, it is not true at all because yeah. a smaller restaurant actually, right. look at the overhead, you look at the rent, you look at the controllables, you look at your food costs, your labor costs and everything, and then you go, oh, by the way, we lost 50% of our tables and we do not have a patio. You yeah. cannot, right. and no, you, you can't can do the, anything. You can see yeah. the bar, really, really, uh, it's, it's a big challenge. So at the club, I am very lucky because I have a very large patio and then I can also serve on the beach because it's open air. And at the shores, what we have, we have a patio on the shores, which is pretty large. And then what I created is an, another patio inside the, um, the hotel. So it means that there's a, there's a really big open air. And then what we did is we put some tables and people are loving it because you side, but you have to also be creative and, but not only creative with the seating, but also be creative with your food because people want to go out Mm -hmm. They don't want the food to be boring. It's got to be exciting. It's got to be fun because I want out the house. The kids are not going back to school, and then I'm getting crazy. So like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so if you do it right, I think that you can. You'll be able to survive it, mm -hmm. uh, and then you know we'll we'll go back to some normalcy, mm -hmm. and, and and voila. But in the meantime, yeah, it is a challenge, yeah. and and. And besides that, the price of goods, have you seen that? The price of goods have been going up like crazy. And when you really feel it is when you're going to the big box stores. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the ones oh. around, and you, and, you go, and you go, oh, last year my tomatoes were $1.55. Oh, now they're $2.60. And you go, what happened? And it's just, you know, but everything, just everything. Yeah. The, all the produce, all the, I mean, pro problem and challenge with the proteins. Yeah. All the, 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 when it comes Are, to chicken, to beef, when it comes fish, to, is your fish going way up too? Well, what I'm doing is, for example, I am working with uh, local fishermen over here for my swordfish, and I'm, I got awesome, beautiful, beautiful product for something like the bullet is about uh, I don't know, fourteen bucks a pound, Ooh. fourteen a pound, but it is beautiful and it's local, beautiful. So I'm trying to source as much as possible, possible local. And then when it comes to all the salmon and price is very, very stable on that. But okay. it's just, the thing was really going up is the veggies, vegetables yeah. and fruits. And I mean, you look at how much you were paying last year for your peaches, your apricot, your cherries. So the other day I go for, I buy a little bag of cherries and I go, oh, very good. Take it out. I look at the bill and say, $27. Oh my God. What happened? And it was $8 a pound. Wow. Yeah, Boom. it's crazy. It's the yeah. new norm, but that's what we yeah. have to be. We have to be uh, 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 like chef wizards. 
Right, and adapt the pricing, adapt what we're putting out there for people to pay. We haven't mm -hmm. raised any of our prices yet. I am not either. Yeah, I mean, people are gun shy, you know, like to deal with everything and raise the prices at once. I think it would be a lot. So, I think, but I know we're going to have to at some point, for sure. Yeah. The economy, you know, the stock market is telling you a story. And the people living in the United States are telling you another story. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, we have to watch it because, you know, there is money, but there's not that much money. And then we don't know what will happen in the fall. And I was talking right. to my uh, that was two days ago. And she told me that the, the cases are rising like crazy in France. And it's like, mom, are you sure? And she said, yeah. Did you know that in, uh, in Spain, they're closing bars now? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I hope that, you know, we're going to be okay. Yeah, we're gonna it's, it's cycling. Yeah, mm. it's cycling. And they, they're definitely predicting another surge this fall. Um, but right now we, we have our first fire, our first big fire, I think, started last night today. Yeah. So we're getting ready for that. But, um, I mean, your, your food is very seafood, California cuisine, your cookbooks um, are extraordinarily beautiful. I mean, the photography is just over the top ridiculous. And it's like, I, I went back through this morning just to say, you know, to remember because it's been so long and your food is timeless. I mean, the things that are in here, you may not make everything, but it's, as, it's so beautiful still. Beautiful. I, I think that it's important to, even at home, when you're cooking something at home, instead to just, you know, put it on a, on, on the, on the plate and everybody eats, if you put it on a platter and you put a little bit of that dash of love, that, I call it the dash of love, mm -hmm. that create, it creates an awesome journey for your family. It creates a, a conversation at the table. So instead of the kids going on their, um, I don't know, Nintendo or computer or whatever, they just go, oh, we're going to have a little conversation with mom and dad. So <laughs> it's very important that we bring and we keep all the families together at the table. And it's not only about the conversation, but it's also about them learning about nutrition, what's in season, how everything tastes. And because this is a platform for them as they grow and get older, they will have a very healthy and well-balanced lifestyle and, and a wonderful life yeah. so I, I like to do with the food you know i i remember one day i had a chef who told me because I, I was putting a lot of stuff on the plate and it's so sexy and beautiful and he goes <laughs> stop how did he say it uh it, it was something like stop uh, um uh making your food uh, scream he said do not, do not torture your ingredient. Let them speak. That's exactly what he said. Let speak. So when I teach or or serving with you, what is the most important thing? The quality of your ingredients. It's not how much you're gonna put on the plate. The quality of your olive oil or your protein or the beautiful vegetables that you guys have over there in online serving with us over here in in Southern California. And then you know you just. Uh, you just remember that we as human beings, when it's cold outside, we don't want a grilled fish, but we're okay with a little osobuco. You need to warm, you need to, you need to feed the soul at the same time. And I think that's what we do. Food is not only nutrition, but it's also medicine. And I think that by having all those things together and a glass of wine, of course. <laughs> of course. And, you know, <laughs> Of course, we can't wine. Chef, when did you start using grapeseed oil? I started to use grapeseed oil, I would say about 20 years ago. So very, very long time ago because grapeseed oil has no allergens. So uh, it's, you know, and, and also no flavor whatsoever. Right. So you can have that uh, grapeseed oil be at pretty high heat. It won't burn. I mean, you always can burn, but I mean, if you want to burn it and <laughs> it has it has you absorb all of those 
I would say, herbs that you infuse with it. For example, if you do a basil oil, that basil oil is going to taste like a basil oil. If you use any other oil, there will be a little bit of that, uh, of that back flavor mm -hmm. that instead of the purity of, of, the, of that herb. So yeah, grapeseed oil is awesome. Um, mm -hmm. I always loved it, but I mean, you know, finishing oils are all your nut oil, all your olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, mm -hmm. uh, avocado oil, even that avocado oil, you can really cook it with avocado oil. Coconut oil, I use a lot now for cooking as well. Mm -hmm. The only thing, you know, if you cook with coconut oil, Everything tastes a little bit like coconut. It's yeah. true. <laughs> it's like suntan lotion. <laughs> you know, you know, actually what it's good for is making popcorn. A little oh, bit of the it? coconut and it, it tastes great. Oh. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Oh. Done that. Oh. And then are you still working with the fennel pollen people? Yes, I'm still working with the fennel pollen people. We do also deal pollen now. So which oh. is really, really neat. Uh -huh. uh, but what I've done a lot is and, and I love to teach that. And I think that everybody who's listening right now will remember this. Most of the time when there's a housewarming, what people bring? They bring some spices, tons of spices usually, with, you know, the little, uh, the old little containers and everything. Yeah. And you have, oh, so when did you eat those spices? When did you use them? And they all go, I don't know, maybe five, seven years ago. <laughs> so what you do is you do, uh, spice mixology. You can make your own Cajun blend. You can make so many different blends. And that's what I've been teaching uh, a lot of the, a lot of my friends, a lot of people as well. And, and, and now they are really are using all their spices, but they look forward to go to a spice shop. And I think that what the spice shop does, it really brings uh, uh, to mind travels, culture, mm -hmm. cuisine, uh, all those different uh, aspects because a person who is going to sell those spices is going to talk to you about Morocco. Mm -hmm. He's going to talk to India. Uh, I mean, all, the, all those countries, I was, I was blessed to travel. But for me, it's like every time I go to a spice shop, it's almost like um, uh, meditation. It really is. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it is so good to just inhale and you have the, you know, the saffron and the human. <laughs> And all those beautiful things. Oh man, it's so that's that's what people, you know, need to continue to do. Make sure that you remember that when you're at home and you cook in your home, the perfect way to bring beautiful um, uh, fragrance in the house is always coming from the kitchen. And when your husband, when your wife, or your significant others, or the kids are opening that front door. And the smell that it just brings everybody together. It is. That's why I love cooking. I, love I remember cooking. my wife went through a phase where she was cooking Indian food and doing everything oh. from not buying any sort of mix, everything from scratch, the lime leaves, everything. And as you're right, as soon as you'd open the front door, you were like, "Oh, this is going to be a good dinner tonight." <laughs> but I don't need a dinner. It becomes a conversation. It becomes a gathering. It's become the family together. It's just like you look forward to that very special moment. And you forgot about all the stuff that was happening at the work or in the world. You, no television. And you go. Right. Yeah. And then almost look forward and go, hmm, I look forward to go to India one day. Mm -hmm. What was your last trip? Do you remember your last trip you took? Boy, my last trip, uh, I was uh, I was in Cayman. I did a Cayman cookout. You know, I was out with uh, with my friend Anthony for ten years before he passed, and uh, so he was. We have uh, Eric Repair from Bernardin. We organized the whole thing myself. Uh, I mean, everybody was there. I mean, it's just like you know, it's, it's a real gathering. It's a nice gathering, and and it's a good way to. Um, to be together, to spend time together, and at the same time to exchange a lot of ideas as well. Mm -hmm. So um, we work like crazy, as you know. So mm -hmm. it's not to, uh, to gather with the family. It's a family of chefs. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what's really beautiful. Now, otherwise, uh, I was, uh, I've been traveling actually to Utah, to Moab, Utah. Oh. Uh, a couple of trips over there that I really love. The archers are gorgeous. 
um, to go hiking or to go visit my girlfriend oh um, she's living in utah she lives in uh, in moab utah she has a uh, i look at you know, da, da, da. she has a moab uh, yoga festival so she's very um i would say very um centered she did all her um studies in india mm-hmm. for years it's really really neat for me because i'm i'm able to also from that and i just love yeah it's really nice that, but those are those are having the um, little escape that i've done but mm-hmm. otherwise otherwise i'm in the kitchen with my does she come to you does she come see you yeah yeah so far as the ocean is right over here uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just found the fountain of youth for Chef yeah, right there. I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and behind you, you know, behind you, people can't see because they're listening to the podcast, but you, you have a window that's looking out onto the beach. It almost looks like a French painting, like, a, yeah, you know what I mean, now. with the umbrellas yeah. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, how is the weather for you guys going into November, December, January? Are you able to still continue to to serve uh, outside in the colder months? Well, first of all, uh, you guys are getting you guys were really really hot up north, and we are pretty hot over here. We are eighty two degrees on the beach, wow. which is very hot for us. And uh, the water has has warmed up to almost seventy degrees now. I think sixty eight. Wow. Holy moly! It's really nice. So to answer your question. The most beautiful time of the year in Southern California is September, October, and November, mm-hmm. where weather would be beautiful, 72 to 70 degrees every single day. Nighttime, you go down to about 60 degrees. And this is, a, this is the most beautiful uh, Indian summer that we have every year. But it's very funny because 20 years ago, that was not the case. We were really warm, beautiful weather, June, July, August, and the weather pattern have really, really changed. And now, so for us, uh, those months are going to be very good. And then usually December can be very nice as well, but you never know. Uh, so to answer your question about serving outside, I think that uh, patio, on, we won't have any challenge, I would say, except if the weather really turned all the way through, uh, I would say, December. All the way through December. Wow, yeah. nice. Now, did you get um, PPP money? Yes. Yeah, so were you able to bring back a lot of your people? Yes, I was able to bring back uh, uh, a good amount of my, of my team, uh, except for the Marine Room. The Marine Room, yeah. uh, you know, the Marine was was really bad was this. We were closed and we reopened. We reopened only for 10 days. And we get yeah. So what was bad is that you bring everybody. Everybody's excited, so good, sold out every night. Every night sold out. One hundred and sixty to one hundred and eighty covers because we 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 lost a lot of tables. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure that you have all the distancing, all the spacing between the tables and all stuff. And we didn't want to do six feet. We did eight to ten feet. Mm-hmm. So like that is very comfortable. And uh, and then you close again. And then you you have to do a temporary layoff again. We know that you reopen, but it's is really hard. Yeah. Uh, at, the, uh, at the uh, at the club and the shores, I was able to bring back I would say two third two third of the staff for for the kitchens. So that's great. Did you did you real did you see like people were just gone? They just weren't. They moved what? or they left. I, I, I'm going to tell you there was a couple of things that were really interesting. <laughs> Who was the following? You know, Chef, with the unemployment that I'm getting, plus this and that, actually I'm making more money not working. So, you know, I want to come back and work, but can I work only those hours and then stay with those those hours and employment? So that was, it was very few, but it was a couple. Uh, front of the oh, house- had a lot. Front of the house was, was way more. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, but overall, everybody wants wants to come back. I mean, the Marine Room, my Marine Room team, for example, 100%. Everybody was, we're wow. back, we're good. Now, what we are doing was going to be different is we went from seven days a week to five days a week. Mm-hmm. So we close on Monday and Tuesdays, 
So like this, you work with one team only. Yeah. For now. Then for, I'm working on the uh, on next year's budget and we're looking at the first three months, most likely to do that. And then I think, we, I think we're gonna get traction after that. So we work like the seven days a week. It's like, you know, the, 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 the two hotels, I don't do any breakfast. Because okay. we look, it's like, you know, if somebody wants breakfast, so we're helping the other, the other restaurant across the street who are doing breakfast. Mm. Yes. You're helping yourself as well because you only work with one team and right. you stay very, very focused. So you look at the Shores and the Shores, uh, the Shores restaurant with only one shift. They're almost and sometimes even bringing more revenue than last year with breakfast, lunch, dinner, right. bar, right. pool and everything. So it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, it really yeah, is. It really is. Looking really at yeah, how things are going. I mean, we've pushed our hours a little bit. We started, yeah, anyway. The, um, oh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Well, that's right. Can, can, I kind of want to hear a little bit about the Marine Room because I don't know the history of it. When I showed my wife video of someone sitting down and the waves crashing against her, she thought it was the craziest thing she'd ever seen. She thought there's no way... <laughs> Like how come the, how is the building still there? She's, so she's, she's wondering like, was it built originally for that purpose? Was to have a yeah. dining room there? Yes. So and, it and was built, it was half the size at the beginning. It was half the size. And they did in an addition a little bit later on. But it was built in 1940s. So 45 wow. or 45. So that, that restaurant has been there for, it's the Grand Dame. I mean, it's been there forever. And uh, the way that they built, that they, they, they did the building is, there is like a, the, the front of the building has a little bit of a curve like this. So when the wave crashes, they don't crash heads on. So it, it kind of diffuse the, um, it, it spread the energy. So like this, you don't get, you don't, you don't get hit uh, too hard, I would say. But uh, the thing was really interesting was this at the G8 for climate in Paris. They had slides of place in the world. And one of the slides was the marine room. Oh, that's great. <laughs> from the, they were, from, they were saying, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, taken from the air and you could see, I mean, you could see it was a high tide. So you see the, the ocean kissing the, uh, the building pretty much. Wow. Yeah, it was really, it was really, really amazing. But, uh, so Grand Dame, been there for a very long time. Uh, we have a lot of celebrities who come in and we never talk about it for their own privacy. So that's one of the rules that we have. Mm -hmm. uh, cuisine. The cuisine is as followed. Reflects my travels. I traveled about 75 countries and uh, reflect also the bounty of the region. So I try to make sure that everything that we do is as local as possible. But as you know, you cannot really get everything you want because there is, there is a lot of fish out there, but it's not really the quality of fish that I want to put on, on my menu. So the, uh, one thing that was super important though, it has to be in season, it has to be sustainable. Very, very important. And then what we try to make sure is that uh, the composition of the food really is in synergy. So we do not, we don't really do size of this and size of that. Everything is already built on the plate. Uh, and, and you know, you have fun with the food. Not a large menu, I mean about 20, 20, 20, 20, 22, 24 items on the menu. And then specials of course, because uh, I always like to get some fun stuff. Some shell crabs are in season. They come to me alive. I give them a little kiss, <laughs> and boom, the menu. Uh, and 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 you know, it's 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 a fun, uh, it's a fun experience. We do so we do so many engagement, so many diamond rings have and come kitchen brunch brunch. You do that huge brunch, or you did do the brunch buffet, right? Tiffany, I know maybe forever. Yeah, no no more buffets. But I, I, like I was saying. You should see. It's like I could have become a jeweler with <laughs> all those beautiful settings. And, and, they go, and, they go, and they go, okay, the ring is there. Can you hide it in this and this and that? So we did it in everything. You can do 
Twitter. I mean, every, it's just so much fun. And then you have a lot of people coming back for, for special occasions. It can be the anniversaries, the birthdays. The, the, I mean, it's, it's special. When you sit and you look outside, you remember, and it's, it's, really, it's magical. It's like there's not one restaurant that I know who has sitting in the, in the United States. I'm, I'm very, very few in the world. It's just yeah. gorgeous. It's it's, I remember you sat us at a special table. It was up on like a little yep. deck and a two top that, mm -hmm. oh, is that where you're sitting? Yeah, table 19. 19, That's Brian, it. remember that table 19. I bet with all those engagements, there's a, probably a lot of kids named Bernard out there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, because you made their day. <laughs> oh my god and and the fish i mean you've seen shark yeah so we have leopard sharks who are actually swimming now this is season, oh. the whole month of, of, of august so when the tide will come in the kids will go and with the parents and all that because leopard sharks are not aggressive mm -hmm. and you're not talking 10 you're talking by the hundreds wow. and, you know four footers three footers I mean, you know, it's just, it's just beautiful. And you can see them in the, in the uh, breaking, in the, in the wave, when the wave breaks and they are swimming in through it. It's just gorgeous. Wow. And, it, and whale? Do you see uh, whales? Once in a while, it was, uh, ah, I think about six months ago or so. Oh. One mama with, uh, it was so cute. It, they were right away. You know what we see a lot is uh, dolphins. We have a lot of, I mean, but, and we are in a, in a preserve as well. So, I mean, we have all that over there. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite uh, it's Like quite going to an aquarium. But do you remember about uh, five years ago, I had a baby sea lion who came into my, my restaurant. Inside, into the kitchen? Oh, no. Oh, you, you don't remember. Oh, you have to, you guys will have to Google this. You will have okay. to Google Okay. Yeah, tell us. So, I received a phone call, 7 o'clock. Hey, chef, there is a sea lion in the restaurant. And I go, oh, my God, what is it? Because it can be 200 pounds. Yeah. He said, no, no, <laughs> and you need a baby and blah, blah, blah. I say, okay. And it's on table 65. <laughs> yeah, it's on the booth, table 65. It's like he's looking for breakfast or something. I'm like, <laughs> so I go to work, and I look, and it's a, it's a pup. And she's, uh, she's missing about 50% of her weight. And oh. you can tell that, that there, is, there is trouble. So we called uh, SeaWorld, and SeaWorld does an awesome job when it comes to rescuing. Rescuing, they are so good to, to take care of the animals and put them back into the, uh, in, in, into, the, into the wild. So they come in, and so they call the marina. And they, they told oh. me, this, this is what's going on. The lungs of those little pups are not developed to go more than 20 feet. The feed right now, because the water is so warm, is at about 30 feet. So we lost most likely in on our hundreds of pups. Oh. She went to uh, SeaWorld. So they tell me, hey, you know what? She needs to have solid food. If she doesn't have solid food, she will die. And I go, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. So they call me and she say, oh, they say, you know what, chef, I don't think she's going to. So I went to SeaWorld and, you know, I just look at little pop and then she comes to me and I did a fish in my hand, I put her right in front of her and she takes it. And she regained all her strength. She oh. regained. <laughs> and what we did is we, so, so first of all, I put the picture on my Facebook, CNN. ABC, BBC, everybody's calling. I'm like, what's the deal? And they say, well, chef, this is awesome. This is so different. We, this is the kind of news that we need. <laughs> and I go, oh, very good. That's good PR too. So I said, that's great. God bless. So we had a boat when we went at sea, 14 miles away, small boat. I had about 12 of those little babies, including little Marina. And they had a huge boat with all the press on it. So we all went there. But, but you, know, you know what was really cool is that we take our ocean for granted. It is the most mismanaged part of, of Mother Earth. And it covers about two or 
of earth. This is all water and we don't take care of it. So I was able to learn so much from it. Oh. It was magical, it was so beautiful. So that was one of my um, journey at the marine room, which is really, really. <laughs> How did it get inside? Well, the guys in the morning were doing the uh, cleaning of the restaurant. They left the door open. The, the sand was really high. So th that little pup came in and those guys were gone most likely for about a half an hour. And you just went. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you, you'll, you'll have to check it out. It's really. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's really, yeah. So fun. That's so fun. fun. And chef, what you know? I know you eat a lot of fish. What do you think are some of the fish out there that maybe people don't eat enough of, but you think they they should try? So when I did my second cookbook, it was two chefs, one catch. I'm the catch. Uh, <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> That's what they say in Moab. This <laughs> is. <laughs> uh, this is what I, I always say to everyone. When you go shopping for fish, you need to develop a relationship with your fishmonger. Your fishmonger will be able to guide you to species that you don't know, that you're not comfortable. And because you don't know, you're not comfortable cooking it, you say, I don't know if I should get it. And that fishmonger will be able to tell you, this is the fish, that's the way you cook it, you will love it. You have to try all those different species. I mean. Everybody, salmon, sea bass, swordfish, tuna, tuna. Uh, all this stuff. This is all nice and dandy, but what about if you do some of the other fish that are readily available? Mm -hmm. And that's a, great, that's a great way to do it. So go to the talk to fishmonger, just look at what they have, and uh, you will have a good time. What do I like? Yeah. Um, do you still eat sushi? Oh, I am a sushi bum. Yeah. <laughs> you? Bernard took me to, I don't remember what restaurant it was, but we had this pasta with uni. Oh, yeah. It was, I never had anything like that in my life. I mean, first I'm like thinking, who puts fish in their pasta like that? Right, like maybe right. Fra Diablo or something like that. But <laughs> yeah. to make that into a sauce, it was scrumptious. Yeah. So yeah, I, like, I love my sushi. I love my fish. Uh, but I like I like a fish that I can cook with a crispy skin. Mm. So you, you do the bronzino and you do the sea bass and you do even the red snapper. It's, it's all about the technique. Mm. Most people say, oh, you got to cook it at high heat. That's wrong. You have to put your salt, you score it, and you cook it at medium heat. And and, and the, the, the skin and the fat is and it surrenders and it becomes nice and crispy. It's almost like when you're cooking a duck and you, you, you have that skin on and, and you render all that fat and it's nice and crispy and you just finish it, flash it, and it is so <laughs> I love that. Oh my goodness. So the, I mean, right now we're just, you're just going through the motions, trying to figure out how next year is gonna pan out and just being creative. Are you doing a bunch of to-go food? Are you doing takeout? All right, so at the shores, we were doing a little bit of takeout. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at, at the beach and I'm like, look at all these people over here. So I say, what we need now is banners, put a banner. So we put a banner and say, you know, to go, happy hour. Uh-huh, there you or go. To go. Or to go went up, I don't know, how many thousand percent? I mean, not hundred thousands. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, people are doing to go like there's no tomorrow and saving at the club a lot of to go so besides yeah. and i think this is a reason why the shores is actually able to get the numbers and revenue that they are doing is because there's a lot of to go and that was a to go yeah. it was not really uh um you know looked for before before you know people say oh yeah i'll do to go and now it's like everybody wants to go to go to go to go, yeah. To go. so yes yeah our, our to go businesses increased quite a bit so, the thing the thing yeah. you to the thing you to go they always say you're gonna make sure that your food will be able to travel exactly look a little bit different when you do to go if yeah. you go if you cook something all the way through like you know i don't know salmon for example you take mm -hmm. a salmon and the salmon is to go if you cook it medium it's gonna be completely dry so you have to get right. between medium and medium rare by the time it's gonna be consumed which is gonna be most likely 10 15 minutes later it's gonna be perfect right. so we have 
we had to retrain a little bit everybody. And then packaging, packaging was really, really important. So all our packaging is um, uh, recyclable. It is corn-based. Uh, everything is 100% recyclable. Mm -hmm. Even the to-go bags, everything, everything yeah. has to be. We need to take our Mother Earth because what happened is she's already, she's already not very happy right now. No, she's mad no. at us. With, with COVID. And now you're going to try to find a way to, to be successful. Of course, that's what we want to do. But we need to balance it as well. So there is a cost was attached to it. But I think that, you know, for the well-being of our planet, I think that we have to do that as well. It's interesting, isn't it, that a lot of these restaurants that never really did uh, to-go service, it sort of changed guest expectations of the food, of the present. And you have people eating like, uh, um, you know, picking up food from Thomas Keller to go. Like who, who would ever thought that, that was oh a thing? We're, we're doing our food in bento boxes. So, if, you know, if, if they're taking yep. it back to their room, we put it in a to-go box. But if they're, if they're dining outside, we put it in a bento box and we have the top on it. And that way they can, un, you know, unveil it themselves. And, and it has the silverware and the napkin in there and everything you need. But I think it's really changed the way that people think about dining out. Mm -hmm. Well, besides the dining out, we, as a, uh, um, um, as a business, we have to also look at how we're going to be able to do breakfast, lunch, and dinner in a catered uh, form. So, bento box, for example, all the things that I'm putting on for all my breakfast, all breakfast is going to be bento box at the beginning, same thing for lunch. It is it is safest way to do it, and you still can keep the creativity. Yeah. That's what I really want to make sure, because otherwise, if there is no more creativity, then there is no more excitement and there's no more excitement for your staff and no more excitement for anybody. So you have to, you still have to have uh, uh, a very exciting wow effect. It doesn't matter if it's a, a burger, yeah. if it's a burger, it's gonna have to look good, the fries going to be looking good. Everything is going to be like, and you really want to eat that juicy burger. <laughs> like, oh yeah, well, that was just a burger. So I think that's what we have to do. And yes, you know, the, the, the thing that we have to look at is the cost. We have to look at uh, how that food is going to really travel well, stay well, stay fresh, stay hot. Ooh. And those that we have to, um, to, to focus on. But we cannot do it on our own. So I will, re I will tell all the chefs who are listening to us right now. Mm -hmm. You can try to create, but talk to your peers. That's what I do. I call my friends where? In Vegas. You know why? Because they do so much big volume over there. I, I, I'm like a grain of sand compared to this to big ocean of, uh, of people coming in over there all the time. So for us, front and back of the house, we have to work together, but we have to search and we have to gather information because some of the stuff is going to work well for our operations. Some will not work at all. But in the meantime, your creative juices are working, you're looking outside the box, and you're able to create a, an amazing um, experience for your guests. Yeah, and, and the same thing I think is that um, people need, you know, our guests are fearful. You know, people are scared. You know, sometimes it's their first outing. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, it's their anniversary. They haven't been out in three months, but now they're going to go out. And it's really just how we take care of them and get them excited. I, I, I agree. I think that the bottom line is you have to put yourself in a position as you are a guest. Right. And you're expecting yeah. When you're getting out of your car, what's your expectation? Will you valet or not? Bernard say, I don't think people are going to go for valet. And I talked to my valet uh, company and they go, you won't believe it. Everybody is valeting. Everybody is using valet. So when wow. I reopen the room, trust you. Okay, there's a trust, exactly. So we, we have all our protocols, including for valet with another company, but we, we, we have a great relationship. We all work together. Uh, we take care of their, of their staff as well. So, you know, for like employee meal and all those things. So we really have a great relationship. So what we do is, you know, you look at to opening the door to 
the hostess to the the the, the waiter it's, it's the whole thing it's, but you know to a certain extent it's very very hard time but i think that we kind of come up sharper mm -hmm. to all our um uh sort of the standard expectation and sanitation and all those things that that we are really focusing on i think that what what we're going through now we have to keep we have to keep a lot of those things um so like this we can we can grow from it and be better that's something that i've definitely noticed is the main thing has been the communication because we're a smaller crew and you have people doing you know jobs they're not usually doing they're getting to sort of walk in someone else's shoes and the communication is much better we're all on a group text where we're talking about everything that we're doing 24 hours a day mm -hmm. and then the other thing is the the unnecessary things things that you're going to realize there's things that you just you just don't need um that you don't need as part of the equation to give good service and i think those are the things we'll sort of move forward with and say okay what was really working and and what can we just sort of leave behind from the old uh, from the old ways? I, I think that there is one word that was going to come up, uh, was there already, is compassion. We are more compassion when we have people coming into our restaurant, and the compassion is is the care. Is we know that that is a due fear out there, and we go above and beyond to make sure that whomever is coming for dinner is going to be comfortable is going to have a good time is going to remember that experience forever and 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 create uh some really good energy behind it for them to talk about their experience and for us to continue to grow our business definitely a buddhist definitely <laughs> yeah chef has as uh, studying buddhism has that changed your style of food at all do you think well most people think that buddhism in in Buddhism, uh, people don't eat meat, which is completely wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not about, it is not about the food, it's uh, more about the approach uh, of plating, I would say, mm -hmm. uh, looking at how many ingredients that I used to put on my menu, or it's not put on the menu, it's right on the menu. So before it would be like, fennel, pollen, almond, dukkah, crusted, Alaskan halibut, man. <laughs> <laughs> What is it people, now? And people will be like, is this a test? <laughs> <laughs> but you read the whole menu, you go, so what would you like for dinner, monsieur, madame? And you go, give me another 20 minutes. I need to read this thing again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask it. And, or something like that. But in the meantime, you can have that element of surprise, which is you don't change your style. But what you have changed is the way that you are presenting it on the on the on the menu. Right? You don't and, reveal it you know, all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, people. So sometimes we have to tell people because you know my food. So I have a lot of. I have one person, who, who is my expediter, who does all of the garnish, all the fresh, all the. It's just like he just put the last touch, like Mr. Monet. Boom, 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 <laughs> and then. People are getting the food and and at one point what would happen is that people would say oh i'm sorry but this is cold it was like so i was like when was this table sir 10 minutes ago what were they doing what are they taking pictures they're talking <laughs> so now we're just yes. we, we, hey enjoy it's nice and warm is it like you know you, you you almost have to yeah you you do that yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so fun. So you, we're. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you the thing that I want everybody to do, to okay. help, to help all of us, all of us. Stop reviewing online. It, well, yeah, okay. But <laughs> you know what you want to do, if you can, go to your farmers market. The farmers market and the farmers are essential to our restaurant. Yeah. If you go to farmers market without knowing. What you are doing is you're supporting our restaurants because those farmers will continue to grow for, for, for the restaurant and for everybody. If we don't do that, then there's no data on, on fruit, vegetable, herbs, and everything else. Then it is, you know, it's going to be a very, very tough road. So it's a great way to take the kids out of the house 
you know that you have maybe they have you have about 15 minutes that they're going to be able to focus and they're going to be running everywhere take them where the farmers as the strawberries right now and farmers are very very uh generous they will give that little strawberry to that little kid little boy little girl and then when they bite it they will go wow compared to going to a big store yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and no, there's no flavors but this is important that we do that and it's not only for the fruit the vegetables it's also for the the the, the people who are making um cheese, cheese. yes oils and and all of these artisan artisanal uh beauties that are available at market mm-hmm. uh, and i just wanted to bring this up because yeah, you know it's, it's, it's a great platform for for the audience to to understand where we come from if you do fishermen if you do not have farmers and if you don't have all those artisan we really do not have much this is why in italy and in france and the italian are the best for this is that their artisan are very very important so you go okay tell me tell me uh, uh, give me some example well you go well yeah you know they, they do uh, you know a caprese they buy the tomatoes they buy the mozzarella they buy the olive oil they buy they buy everything from the farmers market you put it on the table and it's like wow you got to be a hell of a chef to make it. <laughs> and you go sure you have to yeah. <laughs> And it's true. It's it's really amazing. That's why I love Europe. They, they they do things over there that we start to do over here, and we've been doing it for years now. But we're not we're not at that level. And it's uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. So that's why you know my farmers, my fishermen, my people, our people. You yeah. know, yeah. it's important. Yeah. Guy, do you say something? And I, I cut you off. Sorry. No, 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 no. That was perfect. Yeah, Sandra, I was thinking about that yesterday when I was I was pouring for our, our complimentary wine tasting that we do every day from 4.30 to 5.30. And we used to have uh, a big cheese board next to it with someone that would, you know, cut you, you know, either cow, goat, uh, mm-hmm. sheep, French, local. We had a little bit of everything to go with your wine. And so some people have said, hey, uh, where's the cheeses? I said, oh, I'm sorry, we can't do that. So yesterday I'm thinking, we used to buy a lot of cheese. And now I know that these animals are still producing milk. So like, yes. where is all this cheese going right now? I know. So w- what I did um, two weeks ago, I, was, I started thinking about Lisa at Bohemian Creamery. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, we were buying so much cheese. She just makes a small amount. And so I featured, so now it's the Bohemian Creamery cheese and fruit platter. So I just switched it. It's three of her cheeses. And then at the cafe, people can buy a three-pack or a five-pack just of her cheeses with descriptors. Nice. But we have to take care of our purveyors. Yeah. 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 We have Liberty Duck on the menu now. Ah. Liberty good. Duck, yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of duck that needs to be used. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I love duck. I love ducks. No. Duck. Very good. It was great. Yeah. It was so wonderful to catch up with you. My pleasure. Yeah, it was really, really great. Yeah. And I, so I just wish people could have seen the video. I because the image behind oh, yeah. you of the it's, of the, the red and white umbrellas and the yeah. lawn chairs and the people it's out fabulous. on the beach is amazing. Yeah. I did think it was like a mural. I, I was like, that can't be who could be on the beach. It's a good well, life, huh? It's awesome. Yeah. I, I would yeah. tell you guys. So I was in my office and I go. No, no, that's not going to yeah, work. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm all alone over here. Yes. Put the table and I go, my office. <laughs> your office is a nice office, though. I remember your office. So if people want to come visit you, um, where should they look? Where should they go? What's the website? The website, I think that they should go to www.jbc.com. <laughs> ljbtc.com and from that you can go to the shores restaurant to the marine room otherwise you just go to uh, marineroom.com okay and And facebook or instagram book instagram and you know i'm on facebook instagram as well okay i'll 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 put that in the notes yeah and twitter is so my my uh my facebook is uh chef bernard my um 
me see here. Uh, Bernard Giassi is the uh, Twitter, and Chef Bernard Giassi is the other one. Uh, the, um, how do you call Insta. this? Instagram. Instagram. Are you on TikTok yet? What? What's that? Are you on TikTok? 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 Oh, no. No, no dancing? No, no, only my clock in the office go TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, je t'aime, je t'aime, je t'aime. Oh, see, and, and for, for everybody listening, life is delicious. We need to really always remember that. No matter what, we'll go through it. We'll be okay. Keep everybody safe, everything balanced. And uh, like you were saying, making sure that everybody really communicate well together. And we'll be all right. There's no, it's, 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 it's a tough time, but we'll, we'll be okay. We're going to come up, I think, very, very strong out of this yeah. uh, incredible uh, challenge, but we'll be okay. Yeah, restaurant That's people are strong to begin with, so they just keep getting tougher and tougher. It's like, keep throwing it at us. We're going to survive. We will. Yeah. So yeah. what we do is this. We should do uh, another gathering like this yes. maybe during the holidays. Okay, I would love to. And what, what I'll do is this. I will put also a bunch of recipes for the holiday, uh, yeah. for like a, you know, a Christmas and, uh, and uh, all the holiday season. I mean, Christmas, Thanksgiving and uh, all. Yeah, that would be great. Kwanzaa and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Share the love with the audience. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, Brian. Good to meet you, Chef. Pleasure if, is mine. Uh, if you want to check out some of our past episodes, you can go to thebikegoeson.com. We've got uh, um, some information there for you, uh, and you can go to theradiomisfits.com backslash the bike goes on and check us out on all your social media platforms. We appreciate you listening and we'll thank look you. forward to talking to you next week. Chef, thank you so much. Thank My you. Pleasure.